Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost. How are you doing? This is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. And I have recovered from my pickleball game yesterday, so I have a little bit more zip and energy. Very excited to dive into your questions on YouTube on the Paper Outpost channel. So let's see what you're saying. Let's see what you're thinking. This is my big time to get to know you guys better. Um, I love that. Glenda Crouch asks... Pam, do you ever wonder about the story of the photographs you use? Something almost always pops into my little mind about the names, if listed, uh, or the people, lol. I really like this journal. Um, Yes, I always wonder about those, and they make me think back to the time when I used to look at my grandparents' old photos, um, before there was internet and phones and bajillions of photos and easy access to everything, uh, that's what we had. We had old paper photos that we used to keep in boxes. And um, we were um, not a really organized family with our photos. We didn't have organized photo albums. I, I mean, I had some, but um, that I put together when I was a teenager or something, but not like the, the entire family book or anything like that. Um, we had boxes and that's kind of where we popped our photos into the box and then they would get all mixed up and somebody else would, you know, come through and look through them and they get mixed up even more. And, um, there were great, great dreams of going forward and organizing all of these when we tried it a couple times and we nearly passed out. So we gave up on that idea and then back in the box they went. So every once in a while... Uh, we'd pull the box out and take a peek and just have fun looking at the pictures. Other reasons we would go back in the box were, let's say somebody was um, sick or ill or died and they wanted to do a memorial of those uh, photos of that person. So we would go through the box and find some nice photos that they could use during the memorial service. Um, and, um, well, let's just face it, they mostly sat in the box. And uh, they didn't get looked at that often, but now when I find old photographs. I'm amazed by them because I realized with the whole digital world, the the digital transference of everything we've known in the paper world onto this digital paper, which we cannot see, touch, feel, or anything like that. um, I wonder what's going to happen to all those photos that we take on our phones. And I don't know about you, but I'm horrible, horrible at organizing my photos. I don't have all the cute little albums, like one for sun. I mean, they're like, I started them, but I rarely put the pictures in them. It's an extra step and I'm just too lazy to do it or I can't quite figure it out at the moment. But I do love to snap pictures and I'm snap, 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 looking everywhere all the time. And um, I think that's very fun. I'm enjoying that a lot. And uh, I love knowing that I have a record of my life that way. Sunny's life and you know my family's life and things like that and that feels good but I do wonder like let's say I die I pop off who's gonna ever know where all these photos are they're on my phone then they somehow magically go over to Google Photos and live in there for a while but if somebody doesn't have the password or all of that nobody will have access to that right I mean it's it's a weird thing um what's gonna happen to all that documentation of life I mean, okay, we're going to have it in spades with all the social media, but um, let's face it, there's going to be a lot of photos that will never be seen or heard from again. Uh, I do have a sincere fascination with black and white photos, old photos, um, the stories they tell. The, they look sort of mysterious and suspenseful and like something out of an old mystery movie. I don't know. I get some really, really cool old photos and sometimes there's people in them and they have interesting faces or poses or clothing or... 
um, scenery, environment around them, or sometimes it's just scenery and it's eerie and spooky. Like this, I had this house with like ice crusted trees all around it because it was a winter scene and it just looked like, I don't know, something out of, um, what was that movie? The Shining. Uh, it was pretty cool. And, uh, I had another picture of this. Um, it looked like somebody was sitting on the, um, almost like the gable or the second floor roof of their house and they were taking a photo of a beautiful mansion across the way it was all mysterious and foggy and it looked really really cool um so yeah i don't know gotta gotta love the photos um oh okay so what was the actual question do you ever wonder yeah apparently i do i wonder a lot okay i think i answered that one and good we'll move along um joan Friant asks, did you eat the chocolate, LOL? Um, Odds are, Joan, if there was chocolate anywhere near in my orbit, it was eaten by me. Yes, I could probably say a big fat yes to that, and I probably liked it. I had some really good brownies the other day, I have to admit. Uh, They were so good, and you know, it's like, it doesn't matter how many brownies are in the box. It was from like a grocery store bakery, but that to me is one serving. I, I know, it's like the Pepperidge Farm cookie bag. That's one serving, right? Right, because who would make a cookie bag so small? It's not It's not shareable, okay? It's just not. There's room for one hand in there, and it will be mine. <laughs> yeah, okay. That is the truth. <laughs> the down and dirty of it all. Okay, Sue Brophy says, um, Top of the morning to you. Where did you get all this wonderful ephemera? Um, Okay, I'm going to give you my my, uh, quick stock answer because this is really where I get it all. Okay, self, family, friends, flea markets, antique stores, thrift stores, consignment stores, um, auctions, eBay, Etsy, um, and Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And um, then I start to get to know people who are in the business and then they will let me know when they have things available because they know what I'm looking for. So that's kind of how everything sort of developed. And yeah, just go have fun exploring. I mean, you just never know where you're going to come up, uh, come across stuff. I mean, it can be in the most unsuspecting places. So, and don't be afraid when you're at um, yard sales and things like that. Ask them, do you have a pile of old handwritten letters or some photos that you don't want or need anymore because sometimes they have them in the back and they they don't think anybody else would want them but if you start asking you'd be surprised people will bring bring stuff out oh shelly williams asks me what is pickleball well I, i've started playing pickleball and it's kind of like mini tennis i would say in a nutshell but it's all the rage right now it's a lot of fun it's a great exercise and it gets this crafty butt off her chair every once in a while to move in some different directions to get a little bit of exercise. So that's what I've, I've p- taken up pickleball recently. So, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, we're, okay, Jan Brown said, okay, where do, okay, I answered that already. All right. What about, okay. Um, Sella1292 asks, what about a spray leave-in conditioner? And she's referring to the how uh, make faux leather and suede from a paper bag. Um, yes, I think that would work fine. I was usually I was using regular conditioner, but the um, like hair conditioner to soften the uh, brown paper bag to give it more of a leathery suede type feel, uh, wrinkling it up and um, anything that's got a softener in it, I, I would imagine will work. So spray spray leave-in conditioner to me is just watered down conditioner. Um, so you're gonna have a little more water content 
but you're going to have some emollient as well and i think the emollient will work you may just have to wait a little longer for your paper to dry that would be my best guess i haven't actually done it but there you go two cents from the not knowing um let's see uh Jaded Kimmy asks, how do you decide the, what theme you will be working on next? I have so many in mind, I just can't choose. Um, okay, that, that's a great question because um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of eclectic and that means anything goes. And then I, because some days I'll feel like playing with birds and the next day I'll, I'll want to play with butterflies. And the next day I'll be playing with uh, woodland creatures or um, the old library or Victorian style things. And, and my journals tend to be a collection of many different themes together. Uh, I have done strict themed journals, um, but um, I personally find that they're a lot more work and there's a lot more, you have to do a lot more hunting for supplies and digikits and or like downloadable printables and things like that just to gather your, your things. And then if you're going to make coordinating embellishments and things like that, you, you're just always trying to go along a certain theme. There's more, there's more crafter hours involved I've found in that. And I'm very um, focused on let's have fun and what feels good. And if that floats your boat and you have a pile of fun doing uh, themed journals, go for it. And if you want to just be footloose and fancy free and just have eclectic journals, that's totally fine too. Find your own personal happy place. And um, I know there are so many great ideas for, for uh, journals and things that you can make. Um, and and you, can, you can say, I want to make a dream log journal, but make it a butterfly dream log journal or, um, you know, a recipe journal, but it's going to look like um, something that maybe Dr. Frankenstein made or something, you know, like, I mean, there's so many different twists and turns that you can do. There's this, it's never endless and it's so much fun. You can do seasons, you can do, um, you know, holidays. I mean, there's so many, so many fun themes. Um, twine, uh, or two in 62, not, not twine, <laughs> T-W-O-I-N 62 says, do you remember what year you made your first journal? I want to say 2015. That rings a bell. Um, I know I was drawing around that time and I think I was watching Nick, the booksmith a lot. And I was just absolutely flabbergasted by her talent and the way she would make books. And, um, she's an amazing artisan and, and, a craft person she's just just amazing um and that rings a bell that it might have been around that time um carla duval says um wondering if you need to put fabric on the front and back of each page if you sew fabric to just one side then you couldn't then couldn't you make more pages very cute project um she's referring to a, a video titled easy binding method for junk journals make quick and easy books um, it, wondering if you need to put fabric on the front and back of each page, huh? Well, you could make, actually the very first jur- junk journal I came across was an all fabric journal. I found it at a craft show here in my town and I ended up giving it as a gift to somebody that I care about very much and she could put her very special things in the pockets and that. So you can purely make a fabric journal all their pages could be made out of fabric you could have pockets you could put little papers inside the pockets if they want to write certain things um but yeah anything goes give it a go give it a try and let us see your results post them up on the paper outpost facebook group so we can see what you're doing all right smf says where's your beautiful rings i loved those at you were crafting but your nails are gorgeous thank you yes i did a trade-off the rings the ring went and the nails came on um 
Kieran Barnes says, Hey Pam, does the color from the Distress Crayons transfer to the opposite page? I know the Crayola Pearl colors are very waxy and soft and they tend to transfer. You always risk a little bit of transfer when you're using anything waxy or oily um, in a pigment form, but you do have the ability to spray it lightly with an acrylic sealer, which will help seal it in. And some of the... Um, like gelatos, I've used those, and I have not experienced much transfer at all. So they seem to be very creamy and waxy when you use them, but then they sort of seem to dry. That's been my experience. May not be everybody's, that, but um, they do seem to dry and then not transfer so much. But you can you can kind of accommodate that if you know that's going to be the issue. Um, think about what you're going to be putting on that page where it might transfer, and maybe put it, put something there that will block it, like a pocket or a tuck or. Um, maybe a piece of light paper or dark paper that matches like the smudges that might come over but yes you can seal it so that doesn't happen um deborah day asks have you ever made a journal about holly and the loveys oh i'd love to see the parrot some parrot digitals oh that's funny i think i have there are a few parrot digitals in some of the bird um print did you kids so take a peek i don't know which one they're in but there's, there's a parrot in there somewhere and um um, no, no, no. Uh, I have not done a journal for them. No, I, I should probably do a journal for them. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right, we'll put that on the idea list. Thanks. Janie Anderson asks, have you used stencils to make designs when dyeing paper? Yes, I have a video on that. I don't remember what it's titled, but it's exactly that. And I love to use stencils when dyeing papers. Um, that's, I mean, that's kind of my quickie way to dye papers. I just, I won't coffee dye the papers first I'll just take white paper and then I'll just use lay stencils all over them and spritz distressing dye all over them or I, you can even use coffee um, uh, concentrated uh, instant coffee in a squirt bottle and then lightly spray that on the stencils over your paper and you'll get you're gonna get some beautiful results and you can crank those pages out super fast there's no oven involved there's no heat there's no um, anything and you just pile them up and let them air dry or you can um, put a, a weight on them, some books or something heavy or some cases of water or something like that and then they'll be all nice and flat when they dry. Um, Lynn Logan asks, what breed is Sunny? He's a Maltese. And Kathy Young asks, I love frogs. Do you have any digitals of them? Uh, cartoony cute or just frogs? I would like to do a theme journal for me. Thank you. Um, I have investigated frogs before and I came up short. I will go do another deeper investigation because I'm sure there has to be more frog images out there that are copyright free that we can use that would be lots of fun. So, um, uh, yes, I will absolutely look for more frogs. Um, Tina Zerfus says, love these. I was going to do this with some extra pages from Bill's but this paper is far more beautiful. Would you consider making digitals of your finished printed pages? What printed? Oh, printing on book pages for junk journals. Um, okay, so basically what I did, uh, this video just came out. Um, it, you're gonna see the word got book pages on the front of the video thumbnail. Um, I just took some book pages, um, music paper pages, you know, historical book pages, things like that. And I ran them through my computer, my computer, my printer, uh, and printed some black and white. And you can print, print color digikits on them too. They come out really cool. And that is a really neat way to get some um, pretty things going. I highly recommend using a backloader because you won't have any problem with the different textures of your paper as much. Um, it's a little harder when you have that printer that rolls the paper back and forth. Um, would you consider making digitals of your printer printer? That's a good idea. I'll put that in the idea pile. Thank you. Thank you for that idea. Tina hadn't thought that. Um, 
Celeste Wiles, Celeste again. What are what about using stays on ink? Go ahead, Celeste. Use stays on ink. Um, it's not my favorite ink. I don't know why. I find it kind of sticky or odd, or my my ink pad always dries out, and I don't I don't ever seem to have the right solvent to loosen it up again. Um, and I'm I'm really happy with the um, the regular distress inks or the oxide inks. Um, st- the deal with Stazon ink, if you're not familiar with it, is um, it's not water soluble, so it's not going to uh, dissolve in water or smudge or anything like that. And that means that if you want to paint, like let's say you do a rubber stamp uh, image using Stazon ink, once the ink dries, then you can go ahead and paint inside or color inside, and it's not going to draw the little bits of ink into the middle of the where you're trying to color. So that's an advantage with that. Um, num, num, num. There's probably others. I just can't think of them right now. And we have um, Celeste Wiles asks, Hello, Pam. Where did you get the word stamps? Your personality is so uplifting and your sidekick is adorable. Thank you. Oh, that's sweet, Celeste. Thank you. Um, word stamps? I'll go on eBay first and look for old stamps. I'll use stamps that have... Um, I'll, I'll just goot, goot, like put into eBay... Um, word stamps <laughs> or uh, rubber stamps with words or sentiments or phrases or things like that. And once you start going down that path, you're going to see other things that you can search for and you'll find them. Or um, uh, yeah, th- that's really the place I go to get those. And um, it's a great resource. You can probably buy them on Etsy too. Yes. No, I have bought, I have bought them on Etsy before. That is also another great resource source for those. Um, probably Amazon is too. Um, okay. Uh, Amelia's Paper Caper. Oh, that's a cool name. Paper Caper. Um, do you sell your journals? If so, when do you sell? Where do you sell them? Okay. Uh, yes, I sell my journals. I sell them on, in my Etsy shop. The easiest place to find it is www.thepaperoutpost.com. Or you can go to Etsy and try and find me there, which is always an act of God trying to find anybody's store on Etsy. Um, Etsy is like Google. Um, if you type in the Paper Outpost, you're going to get me plus other people mixed in because when you google something like how to play baseball you're going to get the thing you look for and then other weird things mixed in so it kind of functions the same way so etsy offered this alternative website that people can set up where it's only your store stuff so it's regular etsy behind the scenes same payment methods same payment options everything runs and functions the same except you can pick your own domain and that's where I decided to um, anchor my www.thepaperoutpost.com so if you can't ever figure out where I am on Etsy just go to www.thepaperoutpost.com and that's that's everything in my store okay and only my store stuff uh, sometimes people accidentally buy other people's stuff. It, it does happen. I've had people buy other journals they thought were mine from my store and there weren't. It was just because Etsy mixes up stuff every once in a while. So be very careful that to make note of this shop name before you purchase on Etsy. Okay. Um, Vicki Garland said, hey, I have a question about you spraying the ink pads with water. It brings back to life. Does that work on the Distress Oxide as well as the Distress Inks? Yes, they're both water friendly. So as long as there's actual ink in your ink pad, the water spritz will work. You can do a little bit of glycerin in the bottle too. It's a humectant. It naturally draws moisture from the air to keep your ink pad a little bit more moist. The only problem is it will slow your drying time down a little bit. I'm not a big fan of slowing anything down when I craft, so... I, I skip the glycerin and uh, I just spritz with water. Um, 
Okay, so um, let's see. Um, I hope you're having a dandy day here. Um, I've been thinking about you guys and what you're doing out there. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun crafting away. The paper is flying. Life is good. Let's carry on together. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.